unfortunately or fortunately, I will be on a plane this evening to uh, going to Johannesburg for a simcha, thankfully. I won't be able to give the shir live, but I thought that I would uh, again, once again, try to give it, uh, um, try to give it orally or by uh, digitally remade, mastered uh, shir. Uh, the important thing is that the Mar'emikomot are up, and those of you who subscribe to the Shear in some way uh, could get the Mar'emikomos. I'm beginning with, uh, in the story of Korach, with Perak Tet Zayin, Pasuk Gimel. Let's just remind ourselves of these very uh, s- uh, serious psukim. Right, referring to the the opposition to Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, the opposition to Moshe Rabbeinu took place on several levels, as we shall soon see. So first, Moshe Rabbeinu asked the people to separate themselves, to walk back from the Machane, the Mishkan of Korach, Datan, Vaviram. Vayakom Moshe, Vayelechel, Datan, Vaviram, Vayelchoach, Arabzik, Neisrael. So here, Datan, Vaviram gets special mention, uh, even more than Korach. And Vayelchoach, Arabzik, Neisrael, the elders of B'nei, of the, and the Zekeinim, the elders of Israel, go back with Moshe Rabbeinu. Don't have anything to do with them, uh, uh, the Torah says. We couldn't be clearer. Anashim Rishaim. They listened, and again, Datan Vaviram gets special mention. Datan Vaviram stood fast at the opening, the doors of the of the of the tents. And, and with them were their wives and their children and their babies. This will teach you. You will know that God has sent me to do all these things. But I was not. I didn't do it on my own. So apparently, apparently hidden in this whole merit, in this whole revolt of Korach, the son of Aviram, is the idea that they didn't believe that Moshe Rabbeinu was the shaliach, was the emissary of God in, uh, in all of these things. And so he says, Bezoteidun, Pasuk 28, Ki Hashem shlachani lasot et kol ki lo So Moshe Rabbeinu is responding, apparently, to what they said. Even though, even though it was never said in this kind of general way, that Moshe Rabbeinu is kind of making all this up, pasuk uh, kaftet im kumot kol adam yimutun eile 
if these people die as all people die, ufkudat kol adam itam otam, and you they will be like you remember them like all the other people. And they will go down alive to Sheol, to the depths. Well, I'm sorry, Pasuk Lamed. Pasuk and this word bria is a difficult word. It might mean to create, but it might not, as we will see. Yivra Hashem and the Adama will open its mouth. Otam and it will swallow them up, and swallow all those who come with them. and they will go down to the Sheol alive. Because they will die, but they'll be alive when they go down. So that means that the people still needed the proof. They needed proof that Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu, and that Datan Raviram was. It wasn't just a victory of the stronger over the weaker, assuming that Moshe Rabbeinu was stronger. It was the victory of truth and 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 justice over uh, a, a lying lying and deceit. So that in order to prove that, you needed some kind of an event, some kind of special event. So this is what happened, that the, the earth opened itself up, its mouth, and it swallowed them. So it worked. And all their property also disappeared. And they all, they and, and all these, those with them went alive into Sheol, into the into Hades. Uh, uh, <coughs> and the earth covered them up. They just disappeared. They didn't die a natural death. They didn't even die in a war or a plague or, you know, which are also like natural deaths. These are things that happen all the time, but they died in a unique way. Never repeated again. Right? And they all ran away. All the people ran away because they were worried that the earth would uh, would swallow them up. And then the 250 who, uh, who were the Makrivei HaKetoret also, also were uh, uh, killed by this fire. So this, this is what it says in the Psukim with a little bit of commentary. Now, if you look at the Rashi, Rashi says, Pasuk Kafei, Pasuk Kafei says, Vayako Moshe, 
וילך אל דתן ואבירם, רש"י says, סבור שיישאו לו פנים ולא עשו. And it was like, why did Moshe Rabbeinu go to them? Moshe Rabbeinu is their sworn enemy, or they're his sworn enemy. I mean, the world is going to come to an end. So, Moshe Rabbeinu thought that if he'd go over to them, they would be able to start a conversation, and they would be able to maybe change the situation. He says, They didn't do that. Furthermore, Pasukav Zayin, Rashi says, Yetzu uh, Nitzavim, right? That Tatan Vaviram, Yetzu Nitzavim. Nitzavim means to stand straight. So he says, Bekomaz Kufara, she says, they, their backs were, were up. Lecharev uh, Gadev, in order to curse. And there's a Posuk, uh, uh, there's a Posuk in Shmuel Aleph, Bayit Yatsev, Arbaim Yom. Right, it has to do with uh, with the cursing that we became aware of. You see, Look at how difficult machloket is. Share beitin shel mata ein onshin ela. The regular Beitin doesn't punish a child until he has physical maturity. Right? And Beitin Shalmala doesn't punish until the, the accused reaches the age of 20. So this Rashi calls Bore a kamakasheha machloket, that even the babies were destroyed. Uh, so, but in any event, the point of Rashi is that there was no, there was no sign on any level of chazara There was no sign at all that Datan and Aviram Korach Datan were willing to reconsider to think about it again, in spite of the fact that they knew that Moshe Rabbeinu was, was right, and they didn't uh, really have much uh, uh, of a leg to stand on. Nevertheless, they didn't do, they didn't do tshuva. And so Pasuk Kavchet, right? Pasuk Kavchet says, V'yobah Moshe b'zotei du ki Hashem shlachani, Rashi says, So these were the these were the formal obligation, opposition, the formal opposition to Moshe Rabbeinu. Nepotism, that he appointed people. Right? As we learned that in the beginning of the parasha, that's what Korach really stated. Of course, there was this hidden agenda to remove Moshe Rabbeinu from his position of authority. But what he said, what they said was, I... 
I did all of these things. I made Aaron the Kohen Gadol. I made his sons um, the assistants of the Kohen. And Alitzafan became the sea of Kahati. So, Pasuk Haftet, again, Pasuk Haftet is uh, that if they die, like all people die, then Lo Hashem Shlachani. Ela, Rashi, Ani Asiti Hakol Midati, but in fact, <coughs> that, you know, I was not supposed to do any of these things, but I did them. I did them, and lo Hashem shlachani, if this doesn't happen. So Pasuk Lamed says, Imbriya Rashi, Imbriya Chadasha, a new creation, Yira Hashem, Lamit otam b'mita shalomet ba'adam adheinu, to kill them in a way, they'll die in a way that no one has ever died before. Mahi abriya, says, what is this creation? Ufatsta ha'adamat piya, bativ la'im, that the earth opens up its mouth and swallows them up. As v'yedatem kinyatsu heim et Hashem, then you know that they cursed God. And I spoke in the name of God. That if you say that the earth had this this possibility of opening up from the time of Breshit, okay. And if, if not, then God will have to uh, uh, do it. That, that's what the imbria means, right? Imbria chadasha. If there is a new creation, that means imbria. If there is a, if this has already been f- like programmed into the creation, okay. But if not, then imlav uh, yivra Hashem. That's what uh, that's what it means. So, so if if you have to. Uh, Pace yourself on Rashi's understanding. The issue is the authority of Moshe Rabbeinu. And of course, the authority of Moshe Rabbeinu is further an issue of the, of the Torah itself. I mean, if you think that Moshe Rabbeinu is doing things on his own, so he's no longer an authority. <coughs> he's no longer the, the authority for the Torah. Because you don't know any longer if he if this particular bit of Torah that you learned was Moshe Rabbeinu's creation or was it Moshe Rabbeinu's or is it Moshe Rabbeinu's listening carefully to God? That's something that's hard to, that's hard to know. So now let's look at, let's look at the Ramban. The Ramban says, Im kemon, the pasuk of Tet, Im kemon kol adam yutun eibet, in other words, uh, this is a kind of revolt against Moshe Rabbeinu is not an uncommon thing. Uh, uh, but the onish that they received, the onish that they received was particular, was different. He says, Ki ra'ot, I'm on the fifth line. Right? They, they did two terrible things. Bazu al-Kvod 
first of all, they insulted and uh, demeaned the honor that you're supposed to give to the Rav. The Kafru, and they denied, they denied all of the things that God did in Mitzrayim and in the desert. Also, Mamad Har Sinai, they'll believe in you, Moshe Rabbeinu. That Moshe Rabbeinu is not, does not have the, the value, the worth to be uh, over them. And, and Moshe Rabbeinu, whatever he did, turned into something bad. That's why Moshe was so angry. Korach said the same thing. Why do you think you're you're so great and above us all? And that's why the uh, tent of Korach was swallowed up with them. That God did not send me. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu meant. To take us out of Mitzrayim, Getam Asher Shalacho Hashem Lasot Beretz Mitzrayim. Bechein Ki Hashem Shalachani Lasot Et Kol Amasim Aile Amasim Asher Eite Benechem. So God sent me. <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu said to to do all of these uh, wondrous acts, you know. The, and these are the things that Moshe Rabbeinu did. So you see again, according to the Ramban, uh, very much I think like Rashi, but with greater detail, that the uh, the issue was Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Was Moshe Rabbeinu telling me the truth, that this is what God wanted, or was Moshe Rabbeinu kind of making it up? Now, 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 this is intrinsic to the way that the Torah was given. The Torah, after all, was given on Har Sinai to B'nai Yisrael, but only a very small amount of the Torah. Uh, the first two Dibrot of the Serta Dibrot, the entire Aserta Dibrot was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu, or Moshe Rabbeinu taught it to B'nai Yisrael when he came down from the mountain. And that's what we call the Theophany or the Galut. The revelation, it was a revelation that God could, in fact, give the Torah to B'nai Yisrael, but it was not that at that time B'nai Yisrael received the entire Torah. B'nai Yisrael received the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu, who received it from God in the O'el Mo'ed. And because of that, because of that, this question could come up. And so Korach, I mean, Korach is not just a story that appears in the, uh, it's not just a story that appears in the, uh, in the Torah, in which the good guys win and the bad guys lose, and that's terrific. But it really relates to an ongoing problem that the Jews have had since Matan Torah. And that is that since we received the Torah, actually, we see like two things. One, we received the information that the Torah could in fact be given. Right? That's what we learned at Har Sinai. That this idea that God has a Torah and we're going to get it, that could really be. 
I mean, it really might happen. Unfortunately, the Torah was only given to us in uh, in the form of two debrot, two of the uh, the commandments, the first two commandments. The rest of the Torah, I mean, we refused to go back up on Har Sinai or towards Har Sinai. And we wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to represent us. That's what the story in the Torah is, both in Shemot and in Tvarim. <coughs> so that we left ourselves open to this issue. And that issue was, well, how do we know that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us the truth? I mean, we have no reason to think that he's not telling us the truth. But we don't know for a fact that he is telling us the truth. And so it turns out, according to the Rambah, that if they say, how do I know that the Torah is true? How do I know that the Torah that I have in my hand is true? And so the answer to that question is, well, because the earth swallowed up Korach, Tatan, Baviram. In other words, this was a kind of a, 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 a miraculous event that was more than a miraculous event. It was a Briah. Right, there was a bria, and a bria, a creation, is really a strong step. Is really a strong step, and so that the issue became the issue of the Torah, the issue of the Torah itself, and the issue of the Torah itself was solved. I mean, that's why in the first Rashi, by the way, in the first Rashi, after Rashi explains that uh, that uh, there was opposition. There was opposition to Korach and to uh, and the, the opposition of Korach was, as Rashi says here, to appointing Aharon and then Skanei Kohanim and then El Safan, who became the the Nasif of Bnei Kahat. I mean, all of that, all of that is certainly true. All of that is certainly true. However, uh, however, Rashi adds that when Korach came to to speak out against Moshe Rabbeinu, he he asked him these questions. He said that uh, he said, "Well, well, uh, you know, what if you have a house full of sifrei Torah? Do you have to put a mezuzah? What if you have a cloak that's kulo uh, tchelet, that's colored with the color of tchelet? Do you have to?" Add a tchelet string to your tzitzit, to to the tzitzit. So he presents these questions in the form of a kalvachoma. If you don't have any, so you need one. But if you have everything, uh, why would you need one? I mean, something like that, some kind of a kalvachoma. Those are the words. Those are the words that Rashi that Rashi chooses. Let me just. Let me just look at it. Let me look at it. I'll tell you exactly what... Uh, I will mention exactly what Rashi says. Okay, here we are. The Rashi at the end, he says, 
Moshe said to them, Chayevet. Hitchilu lisachek alav. Efshar talit shel min echad. Shel min acher. Chut echad shel tchelet potra. Zosha kulat tchelet. Lo tivtra et atzma. So we call the argument that, that, that they made, they said, if a, a regular cloak, a regular cloak, you have one thread, one thread of tchelet, that's enough. And what about uh, a, a, a cloak that's entirely made of tchelet? Entirely made of tchelet. So then, uh, what about that? So Moshe Rabbeinu said, of course, you have to put a chut of tchelet on that cloak as well. So they all laughed at him. And they said, if a, a non-tchelet cloak, you just have to put one tchelet string so if the whole thing is made out of tchelet, certainly you don't have to put out anything. This is a kind of logical position called the Kalvachomer. Now we know, at least we know from the Rambam, the Rambam explains that the Yud Gimel Midot, Shataran Nidreshet Bahem, were used by Chachamim, people who were, had special understanding and knowledge of the Torah, and they were able, in fact, to invent they were able to invent the new halachot based on the Yud Gimel Midot. Only one of the Yud Gimel Midot is logical, is a logical inference. And that one of the Yud Gimel Midot, which is a logical inference, is the Kalvachomer that they used, that the people in, Kal- in, in uh, Korach's camp used. Why did they use a Kalvachomer? Because... A kalvachomer, being logical, always could be usurped. It could be denied. It could be changed around so that kalvachomer is easy enough to present. You don't have to be Moshe Rabbeinu to make a kalvachomer. And since they were committed to denying the authority of Moshe Rabbeinu, they laughed at him when he said, yes, you need one string of trelet for that as well. So you see, if you ask yourself, why did the Chachamim add this? And why did Rashi add this in his commentary? Why wasn't it enough for Rashi to say, to say, well, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu did a few things, and he annoyed a few people, and that was the end of it. Because Rashi didn't do that. Why didn't Rashi, why didn't Rashi say that? Because Rashi wanted to make sure we understood that the argument with Moshe Rabbeinu was not procedural. It was not uh, about nepotism. It was um, that was just the cover-up. The real uh, argument with Moshe Rabbeinu was that everybody could create Torah, just as Moshe Rabbeinu was creating Torah, and that the creation of Torah through Moshe Rabbeinu was not necessarily better than anybody else creating. And and so, in order to usurp the authority of Moshe Rabbeinu, it became necessary it became necessary to say this, that the, uh, that the authority of Moshe Rabbeinu, that the authority of Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, which is based on the fact that he knows the Torah, was misplaced. Because maybe he doesn't know the Torah. And that's where the Ramban is leading us. That's where the Ramban is leading us. Okay. Food for thought. On the sheet, if you look on the internet, 
There's also a restatement, I think it's a restatement of the Ramban <coughs> by the Malbim, and it's probably worthwhile to try it. Try the, uh, the Malbim. I try to sort of summarize it, but, uh, you know, go through it again. All the best. Have a wonderful week and a good Shabbos. I will see you when I get back.